Welcome into the House of L podcast, episode 20. Bears win. That's right, the Bears got a win. The defense did the job, and I am your host, Lawrence Holmes. Glad that you were hanging out here with me. I literally just got back from doing the post-game show. The football after show is what we have to call it legally. <laughs> Over at NBC Sports Chicago, it was another fun great show with the boys it's kind of weird uh experience tonight because the boys had to leave so i do the show if you don't know after games are over i do the show with alex brown lance briggs and this year we added matt forte jim miller is going to be doing work over at fox for people that keep asking the question so we got another offensive player we got matt forte and so far so good we really loved having Matt on the show so far. But it was strange because tonight was the night that they honored Brian Erlacher. So we do our pregame show. And for those of you who are like, where's the pregame show at? We do it on the Facebook page for NBC Sports Chicago. You should check it out. It's actually a lot of fun. It's kind of dressed down. We do like 20 minutes and the boys just kind of say whatever they want. But they went, after we finished our pregame show, I went to the green room and watched the game and logged the game and all that good stuff, along with with our producer, Slavko, who's amazing. So we did that. Mike Piff, who's in charge of of all of the, the social media stuff that comes from NBC Sports Chicago, he was in there with me. But Alex and Lance and Matt went over to Soldier Field to go celebrate Brian Erlacher. And I thought that, that was really, really cool. So they left. They were gone for most of the game. They were watching the game, obviously, at Soldier Field. So getting a, a bird's eye view of what was going on while I was watching the broadcast. And can I just tell you, I was really disappointed. I know that ESPN is trying to do this whole thing where they're doing like musical acts and whatnot. But I was really disappointed that they didn't show any part of Brian Erlacher's speech. And I imagine there's a bunch of Bears fans who probably feel the same way about that. On a night that you honor a guy that just went into the Hall of Fame, and let's keep it 100, that guy's a Monday Night Football legend. With his 25 tackles against Arizona back in 2006, you would think that they would have been like, oh, okay, well, we're going to do that, and (laughs) we're going to enjoy some Brian Erlacher, but they didn't, which I think was upsetting to a lot of people, myself included. Oh, before I finish telling the story, hey, first of all, thanks to our new sponsor, really excited about this. The the guys at at, at the Chicago Wolves were like, we want to be down with the House of L podcast. And I said, are you kidding me? I love the Wolves. So thanks to them for uh, sponsoring this this podcast. And they're going to sponsor all of our Bears stuff going forward for the rest of the season, which is great. You get two Chicago teams. You get one sponsor and the other. Pretty great. So remember, the Chicago Wolves are celebrating their 25th anniversary this season. The season starts on the road October 5th. But the home opener is at 7 p.m. Saturday, October 13th. And they will be taking on the Grand Rapids Griffins at Allstate Arena. It's always a good time. You know this about going to 
to Wolves games. They they do the home and homes throughout the season when you get some of the, the teams that are a little farther away in, which is always cool. And I look forward to the, the fun stuff that they're going to do throughout the season, the fun promotions. Now, look, this is not official. This is just what I'm hearing. Um, I'm hearing that there's going to be a superhero night in December. So maybe maybe you should make it out to that. I might be able to make it out to that. December 29th, that's a Saturday, right? So the Saturday before the, the last game of the season. So I might have to make it out and uh, wear my Green Lantern t-shirt. One of my Green Lantern t-shirts. But thanks to the Chicago Wolves for their support of the podcast, ChicagoWolves.com is where you can go get your tickets. And I promise you, it is a great value if you want to take your family out to a game and, and see some, some great hockey along with some cool stuff that they do throughout the game. So shout out to Chicago Wolves for jumping on and being a part of the podcast. I, they support me. My hope is that you will go out and support them. Okay, so where was I? So the boys left. They watched the game from Soldier Field. I watched the game back at the ranch. And so they made it back right before the fourth quarter started. And it was cool because that's when the game got a little tense. Mitchell Trubisky and the offense kind of bogged down a little bit. You could, you could feel like that kind of same weight that was going on before the Packers game. That same weight of, oh man, are they going to give this game away? And they didn't. They didn't give the game away. They were able to hold on, and the defense played incredible. So the Bears win this one, 24-17. The defense was in complete control of this game from start to finish. They were – Khalil Mack, I, I'm running out of words to describe how good that guy is. Because at this point, he's just – it's almost unfair how good he is, but it works out great for the Bears. It works out great for Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks because those guys are getting one-on-ones in the middle of the line and they are handling their business. Akeem Hicks, I've said this before, you've heard me talk about it. I, I thought the guy should have been voted to the Pro Bowl last year and he wasn't. I think that he is gonna make it hard on people this year to not vote him onto the Pro Bowl because he's just been balling out so far. And you can tell the difference that a guy like Khalil Mack is able to make. And he, Seattle had no real answer for him. And because of that, it opened things up for the rest of the guys on that defense. And those guys did the work. Like that's the, that's the other part of it. It's one thing for a guy to open things up. It's another thing for for guys to do the work. I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about the defense because I think that it's warranted. I know that people have some thoughts about the quarterback and how the quarterback played. I'm actually, you know, going through some of the box score right now. So if you hear the papers shuffling, that's what's going on. I'm in the basement again. These late night games have made it so that by the time I get home, White Panther is asleep. Even though she sleeps like the dead, I don't want to wake her up. So um, I'm kicking it in the basement right now, looking at highlights and going over the, uh, the game book. 
By the way, if if you want to know one of the things that we look at, those of us who cover sports, like I'm big into being able to look at, at game books and NFL.com does a pretty good job of getting those game books out quickly. So you can see everything, you know, play by play, minute by minute as the game goes on, um, what was going on, plus the, the final statistics, that sort of thing. So I love looking through it and, and seeing what guys do. But another great game by the Bears defense. You had Prince of Mukamara come up at just the right time and make a play, getting to the end zone, the pick six, when it looked like the game was still in reach and that there was the opportunity there for collapse. The fact that you had Amukamara read a route and he had been, I, I thought Brandon Marshall had done a pretty good job of bodying up Amukamara for most of the game. But he read that play to the flat. You know, Matt Forte had said that the, the running back ran a really lazy route. And because of that, Amukamara picked up on it. He jumped the route and he broke on the ball and was able to make a great play and get into the end zone. And this defense now, with the type of fear that their defensive line is going to put in, I, I think that there's going to be opportunities for Kyle Fuller and Prince Mukamara and Bryce Callahan. Bryce Callahan, by the way, I thought played really well. I, I thought he was fantastic. And it's a weird thing to talk about, you know, a third cornerback having a great game but I thought that he played really really well I'm looking forward to watching the game over again tomorrow and kind of checking out if I was right on first blush but I thought that he played really well as for the offense I still thought that there were moments when they could have gone to Jordan Howard and they didn't and no, it's not just because he's on my fantasy team and I ended up losing this week because he didn't get one more touch. I just mean overall, I think that they could do more with Jordan Howard than what they did. But they did just enough tonight. Howard only averaged two and a half a carry, 14 carries for him. Trubisky had five carries. You know, they, they had a couple of wide receiver end arounds, some jet sweep stuff to Taylor Gabriel, who had three carries, and Tariq Cohen had four carries. Overall, the Bears' run game wasn't great. It was 27 carries for 86 yards, which is not going to feel very strong at all. Uh, but can I just say shout-out to Jordan Howard for the catch that he made? There was that play in the first half where he had to kind of turn around and adjust. He's done a great job catching the ball through the first two games. Apparently that LASIK and that the work on the jugs machine has really worked for him because he's catching the ball now. So three catches for him, 33 yards, so 11 to carry. Allen Robinson got targeted 14 times. 14 he caught 10 passes, but only for 83, 83 yards, 8.3 yards per, per pass for Allen Robinson. 
man, that guy, I wasn't sure what we were going to see with Allen Robinson because, you know, who knows what a guy comes back as when he has a surgery like the, the ACL that he had. And he has been super effective. What I like about him is kind of the same things that I like about or liked about Brandon Marshall when he was here, that it's a, a big body guy that understands how to use his body, that he can shield off defenders and has the big catch radius where basically if you put it in the area, he's going to catch it. But you do have to give him a chance to make the catch. And on the interception that was thrown towards Allen Robinson, Mitchell Trubisky didn't give him a chance to make the catch. And it, and it, it bothered me like throughout the game, you had Trubisky missing short and intermediate routes long and long routes short. He's underthrowing the ball on the long routes, like probably putting too much air under them and, and underthrowing, and receivers are having to come back and then fight a DB to get the ball. And on plays that are where guys are running open, and he, he misses. And, and those are things that, that can't happen when you're talking about wide open receivers. You just can't. You can't. You can't miss those, and it looks terrible. You know, where he has Gabriel wide open in the middle of the field with plenty of room to run. Like, that's a guy who you want to get the ball in his hands and let him create. Trubisky's footwork is not great right now. He, I want him to step, and step into his throws more. And that's a matter of confidence and him getting more conviction with, with what he sees. But that computer of his needs to speed up. And if, you, if you're going to be a one-read guy, if you're just saying, okay, I'm going to go to that first read, Allen Robinson's my first read, and he's going to make some things happen, okay. But eventually, defenses are going to get wise to that, and they're going to take him away and when they take that read away or when they disguise the coverage and force you into bad throws because you think that a guy is open then what are you going to do how how are you going to handle that and i thought that we saw honestly i thought we saw a regression from mitch in this game i i didn't think he was terrible in week one i just didn't think he was very good Tonight, I didn't think he was he was good at all. I, he, I on that drive where he gets the touchdown pass to to Miller. I thought that he was really good, but other than that, I, I, I'm not gonna. I guess you can give him credit for the the shovel pass to Trey Burton, but there were just flat out there were throws that he missed. There was that one where he spun around like a top and then threw in a double coverage in the end zone that really could have cost them. It didn't, and the Bears walked out of there with a win, but it could have, and it, it could have gotten ugly. And you could tell, I, I think it was David Haw who wrote that the honeymoon is over or the honeymoon period is ending now. 
with Mitchell Trubisky. And it's plays like that in front of the Soldier Field crowd that are going to make people turn on them if they haven't already. I it, People might think that it's unfair to compare him to Pat Mahomes and, and, and to Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's unfair. And you know why? Because they traded up to get him. And what that says to me is you thought that the player was much better than the other two guys. Not, oh, well, it was close on our board. Because if it was close on your board, you would have been happy staying at number three and either drafting Deshaun Watson, drafting, you know, maybe you move down and you can still get Pat Mahomes, or not trading and getting yourself Mitchell Trubisky. There's there's still some question about that. I know that there have been some people out there that reported, oh, well, the teams ahead would have definitely drafted Mitchell Trubisky. I I feel like that's some some after-the-fact type stuff. I think that's some CYA stuff. And we'll see. We'll see who the the better quarterbacks are. And, And it's probably too early to make any serious pronouncements on what quarterback is better. But you've already seen wow moments from Deshaun Watson and you've already seen wow moments from Patrick Mahomes. What Mahomes is doing is, is unprecedented. He's thrown 10 touchdowns in two games. Those are the types of things that are just, I, I am, I'm not perplexed. And I was joking with, I'm, I was joking with, Matt and Alex and and Lance about this. If you wanted to spin it positive, if you wanted to say, okay, well, what's something good that we can take out of this? You should look at the fact that Pat Mahomes spent a year with Matt Nagy, and that guy looks completely locked in to the offense that he's running. Now, perhaps that means that Mahomes is a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. Maybe he learns faster, but I want you to keep in mind, Mahomes played in a system down at Texas Tech that really doesn't resemble a pro-style system. And that was one of the knocks on him. Everyone said that he had the big arm, but they were wondering if he could adjust to playing a pro-style system. And look at what he's done. Quick. Now, maybe that's Andy Reid, but he got to spend a year with Matt Nagy. So if you want to keep it positive... That's a way to keep it positive. But Trubisky's got to get better, and he's got to get better fast. I think that he's got a defense that's good enough to be a contender. And it's going to be up to him how far they're going to go. And I know that you can say that about just about any quarterback in the league. But my point is that we thought this, this defense would be okay. They were top 10 defense last year. Now you're talking about adding Khalil Mack, and that's a game changer. And like we were talking about last week, you want to make sure that you're good while your quarterback is on a rookie deal. Someone tweeted at me during the game and said, you know, what do you think? Because I pointed out that the defense could probably win them the game. 
they, they don't have to do too much in the second half to win the game offensively. And someone said, well, don't you want Trubisky to be the one that wins in the game? And I'm like, if you have a winnable game that's in front of you, it, it, you win it. You, you do it. You dumb it down. You make it one read. You put the Kyle Orton rookie season offense in play and you grind it out. You run down the clock and you win the game. He's not in a position to win you a game yet. The defense is in a position to win you a game. So it looked like that's what they were trying to do. They were doing one read stuff, cutting the field in half stuff, getting the ball out quick. You know, you get that first read, boom, get the ball out. Just get it to them. So wide receiver screens, smoke routes, giving the ball to Jordan Howard. That's short passes once you got to the second half. And that's fine. If you're in a position to win, win. Do what you have to do to win the game. And hope that your hope that your quarterback gets to a point at the end of the season where he can win you games if and when the defense falters. But I, I there's nothing that Mitch has done now in 14 games that he's played that makes you think that he's going to win a game. There's no evidence to support that. That can change. And, and I hope that it changes. Because if you get to a point where Mitch is a difference maker for your offense, then the sky is the limit. Because this defense is legit good. They're not, oh, I kind of think they're good. They're legit good. And Khalil Mack is a monster an absolute monster. Now, Russell Wilson is out there playing with a bag of bums at this point in his career. And their defense didn't have their top two linebackers out there. But still, wins are hard to come by in the NFL. And whatever you got to do to get one, you get one. And, and look what the Bears have done now. You see them with 10 sacks. And meanwhile, John Gruden is like, man, if we could just figure out a way to get a pass rush. Jeez, John, I wonder how you might have been able to have a pass rush. I wonder how you, you could have pulled that off. <laughs> so there's still a lot to do. Matt Nagy is saying how he's going to be stay confident with Trubisky no matter what. That even if he threw four picks, he was going to stay confident and keep throwing it. And I'm like, you could have made a meme out of my face when we saw that come through on the post game. But a win is a win is a win. You stay right there with the rest of the division. Some things are starting to take shape a little bit. And this Bears defense is for real. They're fun. And you know what's, what I think is different from the defense that we saw last year with the Bears? That these guys are trying to take the ball away. 
Danny Trevathan is out there trying to strip the ball. You're seeing Khalil Mack just take the ball away from grown-ass men, which is great. The DBs look like they're trying to take a couple of risks. I mean, that's why, you know, on the play with Randall Cobb last week, Eddie Jackson was close to making an interception. I think in some cases you take the risks, in some cases you don't. And then there's the one that was left on the table last week by by Kyle Fuller, but I won't go back over that. It's a happy day. The Bears win 24-17. Now they get Arizona next week. I would bet you that Josh Rosen plays next week. They can't send Sam Bradford back out there again. If they do, advantage Bears. Because Sam is out there hearing footsteps like nobody's business. Advantage Bears. And if they go 2-1, and one, you're feeling really good about where you're at. So let's see what happens next. But the quarterback has got to get better. He's got to get better. And he needs to get better in a hurry. They better figure something out. And when you look at, at the competition with Watson and Mahomes, with the other guys that were in his draft class, he looks far behind them. Far. So hopefully Mitch can, can, if you still have to rely on the defense to win games for a little while, I think that that's cool as long as you end up winning games. But he's got to show some growth. And you saw some of the happy feet. You saw some of the unnecessary risks that he was taking in the game. And those things have got to stop. So, I'll leave it there. Well, wait, I have to tell you. So, ordinarily, this would be the point that I would tell you, check me out at 6 o'clock on the score. But, tomorrow, I am doing Cubs pre and post. So, Tuesday night, I'll be doing pre and post for the Cubs. And, so that means no show for me. So, this is where you'll get my instant reaction right here on House of L which is great. I also like doing pre and post. It's kind of fun, but this will be weird because I'll be doing pre and post from the studio while Pat and Ron are calling the game. You know, Zach is off for Yom Kippur. So I'm, I'm very happy to step in for my friend. He was excited. He actually talked. I was listening on the ride home. He, he was uh, talking about the Bears win at the end of the, the Cubs post. So that was cool. But hit me up on Twitter at Lawrence W. Holmes, where you can find me. The same thing for Instagram. And I'm giving away tickets to Cubs White Sox on Saturday. If you make a donation to iGrow, $50 donation to iGrow, which is a great organization in Inglewood, and you email me a receipt that you made the donation, lawrence.holmes at intercom.com. And there's a link on my Twitter and my, my Instagram, in my Instagram bio, if you want to donate. But someone's going to get in all four of my tickets for Saturday, which will be cool. So thanks for listening. Thanks to the Chicago Wolves, man. I'm so excited about them being a part of this and maybe me going out and watching a game with, a, with some fans at some point during the season. So ChicagoWolves.com if you want to know more. They've got the home opener on October 13th. 
I, I'm hearing that there's going to be a superhero night at the end of December. And uh, thanks to them, uh, all, all, all the people over at the Wolves, even Skates, for, for helping sponsor the, the, our Bears podcast that we're going to do on House of L. They'll be with us all season, and hopefully you will too. Thanks for listening. I'll see you Thursday. Oh, yeah, speaking of Bears, Thursday's podcast, the interview this week, Charles Peanut Tillman. All I'm going to tell you is that the runtime on the interview is 77 minutes. And you're going to hear all 77 of them. I promise you that. So that's coming up on Thursday. Go check out all of the old podcasts that are out there. The I shouldn't say old. The previous episodes like Jason Goff and Sarah Spain, Michael Kim, um, Justin Roman. That one has done really well. Uh, Cheryl Scott, Jason Benetti. We've had a lot of great interviews. So go back and look through some of those. If you're on iTunes, thank you for subscribing. We're now on Stitcher and Google Play Music. So if you want to subscribe there, you can. And, and thanks again. Bears win 24 to 17. We'll have a podcast with Charles Tillman on Thursday. And then on Sunday, after the Bears-Arizona game, I'm right back at you. Thanks again to the Chicago Wolves for sponsoring this week's podcast. See you next time.